one thing actually is um, one thing, yeah. one just the one thing. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, and we're chatting about the films coming up in April. It's the Guys on Film podcast. You're a fool. You're a fool. You're a goddamn fool. So that's a Garth Marenghi reference. Uh, well, it's also in April. April Fools. April Fools, yeah, because uh, this is the April look ahead. But and, it was uh, uttered by Richard Ayoade, who's a film yeah. director, right? So yeah, and it was more nasal. It's more you're a fool. You're a fool like that. Rather yeah. than the way I did it. You don't so, know yeah, how nasal you are. <laughs> I've been really nasal this week. Me I've too. Had, since, my ever since nasal. I was at round your house and the cats gave me a bad nostrils. <laughs> I've had I've had my most nasal week of uh, 2018. <laughs> Ollie's, Ollie's most nasal week. week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Boast nasal. <laughs> so yeah, we're looking at April. 2018. Who's she? <laughs> uh, April O'Neil from um, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Nice. Cool. Is yeah, that... Um, who who played her again? Um, I think it Megan was Fox. Me- Megan Fox. So, yeah. There you go. We've got Megan Fox on the show. Or was it Megan Fox's bum that played April O'Neil? Uh, yeah, well, it was a Michael Bay endeavour, so it was. Pro- you're yeah. probably right, yeah. So what else have we got? Well, uh, so the deep dive, we're going to go through all the sort of top films that are worth talking about. So that actually includes some of the terrible ones that are worth a a bit of time, um, but also some of the good stuff as well to look forward to. And then we've got life scores coming before that. And up front, it's something you've concocted. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. It's a secchi one based on April Fool's and the pranks. The funny pranks that people uh, or stars playing each other on on the set, and uh, we've got four to go through, and one of them is made up by me. And the other three are made up by TMZ. Yeah, exactly. So I've got a bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping, actually. You know, you know, we were saying um, that Blockers film starring John Cena. Yeah. And we said from the trailer that it looked like a absolute stinker. Yeah. It's currently 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? But it's not really out yet, is it? But it's been getting, I mean, it's been getting reviews. It's had, that's 21 reviews. That's a lot of reviews. But I mean, last week we asked um, Alexa what the score for the master was. And she said out of 122,000. Well, why don't you ask Alexa about blockers then? Alexa. is Blockers, starring John Cena, a good film? Why are you making it complicated? Sorry, I'm not sure. She doesn't know because it's trash. Why no don't you no Why don't you just say exactly the same way as you asked about The Master? Is Blockers a good film? Alexa. Or movie. Is Blockers a good movie? The movie Blockers has a rating of 5.0 out of 10 on IMDb based on around 200 votes. 200 votes on IMDb... And it's got five out of ten. So I mean, it's you know, but it's uh, you know, a Marmite film. It's a shiter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. Um, some of your favourite films are five out of ten stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a question for you before we move on. Okay. So uh, since you missed your big half marathon last week, ah, thanks for reminding me. Which of which of the following movie celebrities? Will you be taking encouragement from in your battle to keep fit over for, over forty? It's a battle, isn't it? Look, I'm I'm thirty eight, <laughs> so I'm not. So that's is one it thing a wrong. dance and provocative fitness wear and back comb your hair like Cher in 1991's Cher Fitness: A New Attitude. Okay. Um, is it B? Hugh Jackman, who is regularly in the gym by four a.m. He yeah. typically spends about 90 minutes training with 15 minutes at each end of like hard cardio or hardio, as I call it. Yeah. Um, and also... <laughs> I think he calls it that as well. I'm ready for my hardio. <laughs> uh, he's apparently joined uh, the £1,000 club, um, which means that he's cranked out a 
235 pound bench press, wow. 410 pound deadlift, wow. and four, uh, 345 pound squat in one day. Wow. Um, and that his uh, doting personal trainer, Mike Ryan, says, I call him my masterpiece. He just keeps getting better and better over the years. That could okay. be you. Or is it C, Zoe Saldana's part posterior workout, including moves where she moves balls between her legs, step-based lunges and squats, and um, back-to-wall static exercising to really get your butt in. I like, yeah, yeah, that one, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not so keen on the back-breaking heavy lifting, but... Uh, I like I like the sound of Zoe Saldana's kind of hit training exercises. So uh, I'm I'm gonna t- use her as my inspiration to keep fit under forty. Right, and you, have you got any sort of complex about your butt? Is it your posterior you want to get sorted out, or just general? I just because the just sh- the shower things. one looks quite good, and you can look quite jazzy at the same time. Do you have to wear a leotard? Yes, that's what I was saying. Provocative fitness wear and back home uh, hair. No, not keen. Uh, yeah, at the moment you're kind of in the Katie Holmes group where allegedly she joined a marathon near the end and pretended to finish it and she wasn't <laughs> even sweating <laughs> that's an, that's allegedly I don't have like exact details but um, that's kind of the where you're residing at the moment I think, yeah, we, okay. should, I think we should move on before the lawyers uh, knock on the door <laughs> too late shit, shit. yeah They'd already been camped out in your shed waiting for any <laughs> potential uh, Scientology issues. Okay, Seggy one? Yeah, okay. Good, cool. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Uh, so, Ian, pranks. April the 1st, April Fool's Day. All that kind of shenanigans. Have you ever had a prank played on you? Or have you ever played a prank? Not one that's like memorable enough really to bring up on this show, no. Not really to put in IMDB or anything like that, so Nah, it's not worth it. Well this is the sort of thing like um like where Alan Rickman put a whoopee cushion underneath uh, Daniel Radcliffe's arse as he sat down and it and it did a fart sound. Uh, and or, everybody laughed. Because it like was that- uh, that thing you told us about on the snowman where um, basically somebody got drunk and then everyone had a hangover. I mean, that's not a prank. And it was, and it was Michael Fassbender who was just, what a, what a bloody guy. Yeah. Oh, What's God. he like? He's off his bloody head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not a prank. I mean, having a drink isn't a prank. Well, you say that. I do say that. Okay, so I've got four uh, stories. So I'm, I can read them. All and you can just listen, and then you can, we can discuss at the end, or we can discuss after each one if you want. Okay. Okay. So it's, the options are open to me. It's up to us. <laughs> the decision is, is ours, ours, but mainly mine. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's start. So uh, this one involves Simon Pegg. I imagine is <laughs> quite the the naughty prankster. Uh, so right. on Star Trek Into Darkness, Simon Pegg tried to convince a couple of colleagues that there'd been some harmful radiation had leaked on the set. And to be safe, they would have to apply a special protective ointment. And they started believing him, thinking that it was actually a real thing. Um, and it, it went quite far. And so he told them and decided to, to basically prank Benedict Cumberbatch. And the whole crew basically confirmed the presence of radiation and Benedict Cumberbatch basically bought the prank. And he became so convinced that he started to get phantom headaches and even started to forget his lines. This caused the director to get frustrated, bringing the joke to an end. Who was the director? Was that? Uh, That was J.J. Abrams, yeah. I mean, it, that's cream, it's, it's radiation. I mean, do you think Benedict Cumberbatch would fall for such a, a Well, prank? here's the thing. My, my line of thinking was that since he plays Sherlock, people probably think he's smart, but I reckon, like, potentially he's a fickle. <laughs> do you reckon that's just all a character? Well, I mean, it is all a character, but... You don't think, I mean, he just doesn't learn anything from the character, though? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like, wouldn't it be interesting if he was just really dense in reality? But here's 
what my real logic on this one is. I think Ian's, Ian's real, real logic. logic. I think that if any film star thought there was radiation anywhere <laughs> before any of it could get off the ground and all the rest of the team told them, Oh yeah, by the way, it's true, like they'd be on the phone to their lawyers and they'd be out of there. Yeah, exactly. Well look, I don't want an answer off you just now, so Okay. okay. Just just think think about I it. I think it's okay. that one that's false, but sure. All right, fine. Let's let's okay. go along with the pretense. Okay, so are you aware of the movie The Lord of the Rings? Mm, I'm aware of it, yes. You don't like it, though, do you? I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to swear again. I'm not going to swear again during this whole podcast. Will you not fucking swear again? <laughs> well, no, because I, I notice sometimes as I'm editing it that sometimes there's a fair bit of, of effing and jeffing. So let's try and make this one clean. Are you in? Not really, but okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, um, I probably need to re-watch them, I suppose. Oh, they're really good. So Dominic Monaghan, he plays Merry, and Billy Boyd uh, plays Pippin, okay? They're, they're like the two naughty hobbits. Okay. Um, and they gained a Not reputation... Bits. No, they gained a reputation for loads of practical jokes like, all the time. Like they were Dennis the Menace 2.0. Just all the time. Well, literally, just, two of them. Yeah, two, double, the, d- double the Dennis, double the Menace. Uh, so one day, the, the whole crew decided to teach them a lesson they'd never forget. Um, so basically, they gave them a new, a supposedly a new script, and it had a scene in which um, Merry and Pippin fell from a huge tree. During the fall, they would lose all of their clothes and have to cling on to the branches and sit all night clinging on to each other with no clothes on in order to stay warm. The film crew shot the whole scene um, in complete seriousness and then announced that it was, you know, there was no such scene and it it was a big prank. I mean, it sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen <laughs> to me, but... It does a little bit, but I mean, yeah, okay. I'll, I've heard that one. Fine, I get it. I don't. No further questions, Your Honour. Are you sure? I don't think that's what the judges say. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> okay, um, uh, yes. moving on to Exhibit C. Are you aware of the actor Dwayne Johnson? Yes. Do you think that he could play a prank on the set? Do you think he's the type of person that would play a prank and then Instagram it or, you know... Yeah, see, that's the thing, is I was going to say he can, but it's all part of an overarching strategy. What's that? Well, you said, like, would he do it and then put it on Instagram? Yeah, he'd put it on Instagram and be like, hey, I'm just... For some hits. I'm I'm a wacky guy. I'm I'm lovable. I'm so lovable and crazy. Yeah. I like. I love him. Wow. Fine. Got any response for that? <laughs> I thought leaving it in near silence was probably <laughs> better. Near, near silence. What? What? What was the? Uh, I think I broke low it by level. Fine. Okay, fine. Um, right. So during Welcome to the Jungle, uh, which I think was also called the Rundown, is that right in in America? Yeah. Welcome to the Jungle. We're not talking about uh, Jumanji Two. So Dwayne Johnson would in the morning he would wash his hands and neck in the water from bags of prawns on his on his hands and his neck before arriving on set um, and the actor would insist on hugging his co-stars every day and just getting very close to them um, because he was playing the nice guy part nobody confronted him but everybody spoke about how you know it, it was very smelly due to the heat on the set uh, the joke had to stop as the stench ended up on everyone and remained there throughout the rest of the shoot uh, much to the regret of, of Dwayne Johnson and Christopher Walken refuses to work with him ever again because of it. Okay. <laughs> Move on. Any questions? Um, why prawns? Why prawn smell. water? They're smelly, aren't they? Yeah. Imagine, the, imagine just the kind of... Re, imagine going in to hug a man Yeah. and then you can just... You can smell that. Right, but like... I mean, they're in the jungle, right? He could have at least got it thematically right. There aren't many prawns in the jungle. Do you not think? 
No, well, in the little in the little rivers and the lakes, there's no prawns. Where do prawns live? River prawns. <laughs> yeah, where do prawns live? Go ask Alexa where prawns live. Alexa, can you get prawns in the river? No, that's not what I asked. Sorry, I'm not sure. <laughs> ask Alexa where prawns live. Alexa, where do prawns live? Sorry. I don't know that one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, fine. All I'm right. saying is he can cover himself in shit instead. Like, sort of, like, animal crap. Okay, fine. Do you know what I mean? Final, final one. Um, in between takes on the set of Larry Crown. You heard of this one? Yeah. Julia Roberts and, and Tom Hanks. Okay. Um, yeah. So, in between takes, Julia Roberts would knit. You'd do a lot of knitting, like scarves and uh, blankets and stuff. Uh, so one day, Tom Hanks, you can imagine Tom Hanks gets up to a lot of shenanigans. Yeah. He arranged for every person on the set, every person, to be knitting when she arrived for work. So when she turned up, everyone was at it. Sound guy was knitting, costume department was knitting, all the runners were knitting, Hanks was knitting, everyone was knitting. Hanks had uh, somehow yeah. set up a typewriter to knit for him as he <laughs> Yeah, just a lot. There was basically just uh, a lot of knitting. I mean, I don't want to even think about the logistics of getting all the wool and the and the knitting needles, you know. Uh, but he he did that, and she probably found it funny. Uh, so there's so your four. I think that's the type of thing that Tom Hanks might set up. I find I find it hard to imagine that Julia Roberts is a keen knitter. Okay, so I'm just going to recap for you. So is it? Is the bullshit one? I mean, I've sworn. I didn't want to do that. Bullshit. Is it? Simon Pegg's uh, radioactive Benedict Cumberbatch annoyance. Okay. Is it uh, Dominic Monaghan and Billy Boyd's naked tree cuddle? Is it Dwayne Johnson's prawn stench? Or is it um, Tom Hanks... Knit Arama. Okay, so one of those I made up. I'm I'm flitting between Simon Pegg and the rock prawn stuff. I'm gonna say that since Welcome to the Jungle was early enough in his career that he still probably wanted to make a good impression rather than be the stinky guy. That potentially it's a Welcome to the Jungle one. Right. Um, am I right or am I wrong? Well, I mean, you said potentially, so I mean, is that your final answer? Well, I was hoping you'd tell me before I committed. <laughs> I need you. I need a commitment. What does the I'm jury just, say? I'm just not willing to give you that at this point, Ollie. Um, I'm gonna. Okay, I'll go with the Welcome to the Jungle one because I, I, I think you'd have heard more about how walking won't work with the rock. You're right. You're dead right. Well yes. done. Uh, you've managed to deduce. But did you think it was a good prank? What? That it was a good prank. Do you think it's a good prank? Possibly, but I think The Rock could only get away with it now because he's like <laughs> The Rock, like he's Dwayne Johnson Hollywood right. rather than like that wrestler guy who's been trying for a long so time. So had I have maybe said like Welcome to the Junk, like, uh, sorry, uh, Jumanji, Jumanji. Or, or San Andreas yep. or even Hercules. Whichever one's closest to the sea, really. Yeah. San, San Andreas. Andreas. Yeah, San yeah. Andreas. If you were smelling like prawns all the time, that would yeah, that would be quite good. Okay. Cool. Uh, what do you think to that, uh, that segment? <laughs> um, I'd give you, um, from 20 votes, 5 out of 10. Okay, thank you. So it's Marmite. <laughs> what did you think at home? Or Marmite. Oh, nice or one. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Uh, life scores? Yeah. Live score. How? Are you? Live scoring. I'm fine. Thank you. Live scoring. Out of 10. Live scoring. Pro- probably like a, a four. Okay, cool. Ollie, how are you? How's your I'm life? I'm all right. Yeah, it's good, actually. Um, I've had a really big change this week. Wow. Okay. Got some new glass- I've got some new glasses. Okay. I mean, this, this is Have this you is got, massive. like, is the left... Uh, is the left lens a big four and the right lens a big zero? Like no. El- Elton John or something? No, uh, it's not It's not like that. But I've, I actually went and got some glasses off the internet. 
Oh yeah, which is a real risk, but it's paid off. Um, <laughs> risk reward because, because a high a high street chain uh, uh, quoted three hundred and fifty pounds for a pair of glasses. Uh huh. And I went what? Like that, <laughs> a big a big gulp, uh, and then walked out the shop, and and then I walked back and went, "Can I have my prescription, please?" And then I went back and uh, went online, and I got some for a. Uh, 150 pounds and at that price wow you know you can't grumble and so, were they sorry, sorry were they the same set they were the same set oh, 200 wow. pounds 200 pounds so I'm, I'm very happy because my old glasses were like a, a few years old and, and they've got like a scratch proof coating on it and that's just perished and they just couldn't see through them anymore unfortunately um, so they I'm were not happy. perish proof yeah so I'm very happy at the moment because I can just everything's really clear. I can see everything. Um, okay. And one thing that I did see was Pacific Rim Uprising. So I went to see that yesterday with Eric, my eight-year-old son. And um, um, did you have your new glasses on at that time? Yeah. Uh, and oh boy, did it make a massive difference. Um, okay. It makes me lament going to see films that you know look really good. Because I yeah. would have been looking through some kind of like mist of... Like just crap. Do you think? Um, do you think you maybe have gotten things wrong over the last year or so? Then, do you think the fact that you like all the action nonsense could have been because you didn't have good glasses? Yeah, it, it could have been. Uh, so we went to see Pacific Rim Uprising, and you know it was okay. If you just want to go and see big monsters and big robots hit each other. It's fun, but it's way more like Power Rangers and Transformers than the first one. Um, but it's still got it's still got its moments, but it's it is dead daft. Like it's okay. really daft, and I think that should be on the poster. Like it's really daft. It's daft AF. Yeah. One kind of negative criticism I've got. Ollie's, Ollie's negative, negative criticism. criticism. I mean, uh, can you get positive criticism? Yeah, I suppose you can. Oh uh, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah. That was that was stupid of you. Now you look like a fool. Well, give me give me an example of a positive criticism. I don't, I don't, I, we haven't got there's, time. There's constructive criticism. Yeah, constructive criticism. Yeah, uh, yeah, like criticism that's you know that's gonna help somebody better themselves. So anyway, we haven't got time to talk about that. Move on. Move on. So John Boyega and Scott Eastwood are your two kind of charismatic muscle hardmen in it. And there is a female character in it. Charisma muscle. Yeah, there is a female character in it you'd be uh, surprised to know. And her only role seems to be to like walk up to both of them when they're both in there and for both of them to look at each other and go, she's tasty. And then there's a thing throughout the whole film where... Do they say the they're word both hasty. No, but where where they're both thinking like, well, I like her and you clearly like her. So which one of us is she going to like? And it's just a little bit like, mate, come on, guys. She, you know, she might think you're both a bunch of pricks. Yeah. Or uh, you two might like each other. Why not open yeah, your eyes a little bit? Exactly. More? It's just open your mind. Um, and it's it's. Yeah, that that got really tiring. That's a shame because in the in the first one, in the first one, I actually thought you know the co-pilot that um, Charlie Hunnam has. Um, I think uh, her name's Mako. Yeah, yeah, Mako. Yeah. I thought she well, she had a relatively like a pretty substantial backstory. Yeah. Like more, like you saw flashbacks to her life more so than you did Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. When she was like a little kid and there was like kind of fall, like nuclear fallout or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was interesting. I thought she was like pretty good in the first one. Yeah. All things considered, like for the type of film it was, she was pretty good. So it's a shame the second one doesn't have. Yeah, kind of good. I mean, it just it does have uh, a couple of good female characters in it, but. That one in particular, I I felt was a bit a bit shitty, and okay. and there's another one which is um the Japanese head of this tech corporation that's making these drone Jaeger robots, and it's kind of one of these bait and switch characters where the first half of the film you think she's like the baddie, uh-huh. and then the second half of the film uh, she's the goodie, and you know this because she's uh, untied her hair from a previously up style 
like a tight up style to you know just loose and now severe she's severe to loose severe to loose yeah so you know she's actually genuinely okay uh, because she she lets her hair down and I wish I was joking but I'm not yeah that, that's about it I've just been I've been really ill this week I've been suffering with a nasal week um, I had a little bit of a tickly cough and that just progressed into a bit of a cold I'm, I'm over it now but I've not done any running or any exercise I've just been oh, I've been too tired but overall so, so you I'm haven't been good. you haven't been doing the um, share of fitness and new attitude. <laughs> No, I haven't. So, but I'm all right. I'm going to give myself a seven point five out of ten. That's pretty good. Because all things considered, you know, I've come out of this illness stronger than ever. Wow. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. How are you? I'm pretty good as well, actually. I have film-related things to talk about. Really quickly, I saw I Tonya. Um, oh yeah. Have you seen it yet? No. Because in the first recording of uh, Giant Monsters, that was. Uh, subsequently scrapped because of a technical error I mentioned that I'd seen it but that I had a big butt mm. and I'm still holding on to that big butt the same way you were when you were trying to tell me your shape of water big butt so okay. yet are you, again. Like, are you likely to see I, Tonya? Uh yes I am okay fine well I'll hold on to my big butt then but overall it's kind of a mixed up sort of project overall and it's kind of got a weird mixed up message <laughs> so we're now calling them projects and not films well, it seems like it's a lot to do with like. I think that, like what I meant by that is it, it feels a little bit like um, ah oh shit I can't think of a good word for it. Feels like there are ulterior motives to getting it made. Like sort of somebody wanted to make the film, they got Tonya Harding involved in the project, so it kind of oh, has like her bless- make her make her uh, respectable again. Is that what you're saying? No, I. T- I guess what I'm saying is like it, it's like they wanted to make the film this way, and by getting her involved, it has her blessing. But in actual fact, like the execution still doesn't make her look particularly great, and it still kind of has a weird sort of acceptance and like pokes humor at sort of violence and stuff. So I don't know whether or not she was really clear about how it was gonna come out in the end. Yeah, um, like her partner, who's like this sort of abusive partner. It's kind of made into like a silly kind of guy, even though he's probably not a very nice person in real real life. So anyway, that's that. Um, I've also seen a documentary film called LA92 on Netflix. Okay. I've seen seen this pop up on Netflix. Tell me about it. So I've I've been watching a thing called Flinttown, which is... uh, I've started watching that, Ian. Yeah, it's a cinematic looking documentary uh, about Flint. Michigan, which is very good. I just finished that. But then, as a suggestion, I was given LA 92 as well. Yeah. Is that like the riots and stuff like that? Yeah, so it kind of covers everything from much earlier riots in LA in, uh, I think, the late 50s or early 60s, um, and all the way up to the Rodney King sort of um, police brutality thing, and then what all that kicked off. And man, like, it's so, like difficult to watch and like some parts of it are really stark and like yeah like actually like some of it like it's hard to watch because of um brutality and like horrible things that are happening other times it's hard to watch just because you're kind of seeing people um react to either loss or like injustice or something in a way that's like just they can't control what they're doing they're just like overcome with emotion um and it's like that even that's quite hard to watch because you just like can't imagine what it's like to be in that person's shoes at the time. Um, but it's a National Geographic film, and the footage that they have kind of managed to compile, or I don't know where they got all their sources or the kind of backstory to how this came together, but there's so much in it, um, and it's almost two hours long, I think. Um, but okay. it's well, well worth it. So, anyway, that's cool. good. Wow. I would tell people to watch it, and also, like, it's pretty prescient right now as well like all the gun yeah, violence yeah. and stuff and the subject matter about like sort of communities and stuff anyway so i've watched okay. that i would give that a very high rating if we still did ratings um okay. overall things are pretty good uh i just went to the dentist ollie for the first time in quite a while I'm so relieved everything's what good what did they say um i had like a bit of um bleeding in my gums ollie 
So I was taking yeah. that Corsadil stuff. Word of warning to anybody who thinks that's a way that it will get fixed. It stains your teeth really badly. So I thought I thought I was just getting like these mad brown teeth because of like just being a pure shiter. <laughs> but the dentist yeah. was like, "Oh no, do you use the like whatever? Like there are other um, antiseptic gum uh, mouthwashes available, I'm sure." But he was like, "Do you use Corsodil?" And I was like, "Yep." Yeah. And I was and like, "Of course I do." Scrubbed it all off, and they look brand spanking new now. Okay, um, nice. So yeah, pretty good. So I'd say I'm actually overall a nine. Wow! Bloody yeah, hell. Again. I was I was a, Ollie. I was a bit trepidatious about going to the dentist there. Well, yeah. Did and you ne- did you just think it's gone? Because sometimes I'll get that with my car. Like yeah. I, I want to clean it, but you know sometimes it's a bit too far gone. So you have to give it a little bit of a. You don't want to take it to the to the men to clean it because they might think bloody hell, what's he had in here? <laughs> What's he been? What's he been doing in here? In here, yeah, in the you car. Mean like internal car clean. Yeah, inside and out. Fucking hell! <laughs> what's he done in here? Yeah, that's what they were saying when they were looking inside my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's he had round here? Um, okay. Yeah, that's Brilliant. it. But yeah, it's a good weight off. Deep dive. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Think I'll probably double check that. Um, okay, deep dive. We're covering April movies in this deep dive. So, okay. How do you think this month looks overall? Are you excited? Um, are you excited? I, I no. I'm You're not. not. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you for why. Okay. I think there's, I think there's two big films coming out. Uh, this month okay and I think around these two big films there's a bit of a void where people just don't want to be anywhere near so I don't think we're getting a good a brilliant spread of movies this month what are you what are you saying that the two big ones are Infinity War and, and Rampage okay it's, I a Dwayne, Ram- it's, a, it's a Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, mega buster okay I thought Rampage is actually out in March in the UK. 11th of April it says here on the upcoming releases for the United Kingdom oh yep fine yep 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 okay, okay. agree uh, okay agree. cool I actually I'm a little bit more hopeful about this month okay. I, like, I seem to remember maybe when we did February and March I was like fucking hell mate yeah. um, but actually this month I've got quite a few uh, things that I'd like to go and see so yeah there there are a couple there are yep. a couple. Let's start Let's with dive. what my guess that your top pick might be. Now, hmm. if we're steering clear of Rampage, here's here's oh, my guess. I don't think you can. Sorry, steering clear of Rampage. We'll, we'll get to Rampage and Infinity War for sure. We'll okay. get to the big yeah. hitters. But here's my guess of what Ollie's top pick might be. Okay. This is Hurricane Heist. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see it. No, it looks terrible. Mate, this is well up your street. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You've got me all wrong. Yeah, right. Have you so, seen the trailer for this? Yeah. Have you seen? Pretty... Like, every drop of water in that film is CG. <laughs> even even the water that they had to drink on set was, was CG. That's why they all acted so strangely. Have you, have you heard Toby Kebbell's, like, weird Texan accent in it? I kind of caught that, yeah. He's the There's guy a from hurricane. Dead, There's Dead a Man hurricane Shoes, coming. That was almost Look, better than his. It, it probably is. It's um, also got Finchie from The Office in it. That has, and he looks all right in it. Like, he looks fine. Like, Finchie from The Office looks great. And he was in, in The Witch as well, which is also... The Witch, um, yeah. Yeah, which is... His name's Ralph Innocent. Um yeah. And yeah, he was in the the witch, which has just come on Netflix as well uh, for yep. anybody who's not yet seen it. I'm going to give you the official synopsis um, of Hurricane before. Heist. Hurricane the, Heist. The Hurricane Heist. Yeah. Okay. Go okay. ahead. The official synopsis. Thieves attempt a massive heist against the U.S. Treasury as a Category Five hurricane approaches one of its mint facilities. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate, that facility is mint, yeah? 
Fucking, they got you got any fucking spearmint in there? <laughs> I'm swearing again. <laughs> yeah, I think we just. I think it's explicit this week. Otherwise yeah, you're it's another explicit. So this is by the um, uh, director of the Fast and the Furious, Rob Cohen. Okay. Um, yep. And it's also so got the Fast and Furious logo on it on the poster. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, how did you feel? It's it's got so not Why a particularly think- great cast. So why got, do you think I want this one? It's just your type of garbage, isn't it? Like chaos and like smart arses and just I don't know, just felt felt up your street. Uh, you're on the wrong street, mate. It's this isn't this isn't my kind of thing. Um, well, hold on. Towards the tail end of it, when Scorpion started, and here me I up. am. Yeah, Rocky like a hurricane. Oh, have you seen the trailer? Where sure. where they just keep repeating "Here I am," yeah, like, about a hundred times. It's been it's been re-edited over and over. Yeah, so they, pro- I... they probably paid for um, like about ten seconds of the song. Is <laughs> on which bit can we just uh, loop for thirty four seconds? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the "Here I Am" bit? In in um, fact, I mean to be honest, I think that's the best bit of the trailer, and I wouldn't mind watching this on Netflix based on that. Yeah, look, I'd based probably, on scorpions. Based on scorpions. Yeah, I'd probably watch it. Oh, I've just seen uh, the tagline. <laughs> it's got no. Well, it's got like um, a second, a secondary tagline. So the first tagline is the ultimate storm for the perfect heist. I mean, it seems ridiculous that you would plan a heist in a in a storm for one. I mean, that that's just not. I mean, I kind of want to see the film to to hear the that, logic. I mean, that's the exact premise of it though is that everybody's getting out of there because there's a hurricane coming but even the poster has got all the money blowing around in the wind I mean what did they expect to happen I mean do you know what I mean do you know know what I mean don't just start that as a catchphrase (laughs) but but like they could be stealing don't prove a point and then just say do you know what I mean but they could be stealing like Bitcoin, which can't blow away in the wind. Oh, They're stealing paper. But anyway, the second tagline is on March nine, make it rain. Oh, that is good, mate. No, it's not. I'm I'm going to the cinema to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that just is that just to get at me? Is it? Is that it's, just to? It's just tipped me over the edge. I'm like, <laughs> Scorpions an amazing pun. I'm in. It's also got Maggie Grace from Taken as like the main sort of caretaker of the vo- sorry the mint. And also, yeah. it's been written by a guy called Scott Windhauser. That's <laughs> Scott Windhauser, not um, Rainhauser. So well, no. So he can only write films that are uh, are wind based. <laughs> I think he wrote Twister. <laughs> Okay, should we move on? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so, what do you think my uh, least looking forward to film is? Are you going to well, say that one? There's one called 120 BPM. Okay. I think I think maybe this is least even more than the one that you've got written down because you've just probably skimmed over this one. But um, here's the official synopsis. <laughs> Members of the advocacy group. Act Up. What? Sorry, Act Up Paris. Demand action by the government and pharmaceutical companies to combat the AIDS epidemic in the early 1990s. So this is a French film about AIDS, which is foreign <laughs> a foreign language film that I think you'd just be like, oh, it's too arty. Skip. I mean, my only problem with this film is it's 120 minutes long, which is 30 minutes over 90 minutes. Um, but the subject matter is, is fine. I'm pretty sure you're into... Hurricane heist more than this. You know the one. You know the one that I'm 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 least up for. Okay, t- go ahead. Uh, tell is, me. Is one called Truth or Dare? Oh yeah, Bloom Houses. Truth or Dare. Uh, I'm going to give you the official synopsis. So, a harmless game of Truth or Dare among friends turns deadly when someone or something begins to punish those who tell a lie. Or refuse the dare. So, I mean, it's a little bit like Final Destination. Yeah. It's the modern um, day incarnation of Final Destination. So, listeners, go and have a little watch of the trailer of this one because 
uh, I need to just mention something about the trailer. And you, you will have had to have seen the trailer for me to, you know, for you to understand this part of the podcast or else you'd just be flapping in the wind. Are you actively so, trying to send users out of the podcast app away from our podcast? They, look, I just don't want them like going, what the hell is he talking about? Our retention figures are going to be through the floor. Okay, so um, basically, it's like the Final Destination, but instead of this kind of weird fate presence killing people that have just managed to escape a horrific accident, this weird fate presence is is making people have accidents that have just like not done the truth or dare game. That that's yeah. it. But but you loved Final Destination. I liked a couple of them. Yeah, I thought I thought the setups of the deaths were were pretty well done. Yeah, I, I will admit so, that. There's some, there's so why good. is it you're not up for this one then? There's this really weird special effect that they put on the faces of these people where it kind of kind of contorts and distorts them in a really bizarre way that just yeah. looks so cheap and shit. Oh, does it? Yeah, you're going to go and watch it? I'm probably not going to go watch it. I'll keenly await it arriving on stream, though, I think. But what did you think about that weird face at home? I know, pretty shit, right? Yeah, bearable. Yeah, cool. Um, Um, But one of the things I just wanted to mention about this, and I think I've got another point later on in the podcast. I Um, I hope you've got more than one point for the remainder of the podcast, but sure. Okay, so it says from uh, the producer of Happy Death Day and Get Out. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like you can just say that about any old crap film. I mean, I'm mean, i not disputing the fact that they're the producers of those films. But if I was Jordan Peele, I think I'd be a little bit pissed off that my, my brilliant film was getting like attached to these well, shitty films. What what I would say is when I said Bloomhouse is true or dare, if you look at the poster for the film, they're using the name Bloomhouse or Blumhouse um, as a way of getting round sort of specifically doing what you're saying. So like they're talking about it as like a sort of studio now. So the studio responsible for Get Out amongst others um, is the studio responsible for this. So it's almost becoming like a label or a brand. Okay, I think that that was one of the things I was going to bring up about it. Actually, is it is a little bit cynical, I suppose. But um, you know, I get it. Got to ride the successes on stuff. You got to try and make your money. It's understandable. You try to screw these people out of money. Okay. What's wrong did with I tell you? you what, did I tell you what my most looking forward to one was? Uh, not yet. No. Go ahead. Do you want to know? Well, apart from Rampage, it's actually. Uh, a Quiet Place. Okay. I'm quite looking forward to this one. So this is a like a, a very sound-based film, or yep. lack there, or lack thereof. And I'm going to read you a couple of things. First but, of all, but the, but the trailer be... is sound designed to fuck. Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give you the official synopsis. <laughs> a family of four must navigate their lives in silence after mysterious creatures that hunt by sound threaten their survival. I mean, I would argue that all creatures hunt by sound. So what I would say is that they they have like su- like super quick responses to even the even the tiniest tiniest little sound. But I think this one looks pretty good, and it's at a beautiful ninety five minutes long. Wow! That I know some of our listeners will be uh, thinking, "Wow, that's a great runtime." <laughs> if ever I heard one, maybe five minutes too long, if you ask me. Sort of like tapping the bonnet of the movie, like like it's a car. Oh, sorry, tapping the DVD of the movie. Mm, she's yeah. got a real love, lovely runtime on her. Yeah. 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 Uh, so this stars Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Do you know who John Krasinski is? Yeah, so he's, he's not somebody I'm really interested in seeing on screen. So he's... He's sort of uh, like... Tim- um, He's he's moved up from uh, TV's The Office, the US. Yeah, so he's office. Tim from The Office in the American version. So he's Jim from The Office. Hmm. Okay. Annoying. But he's fine. Uh, so I'm just going to read you this little bit of um, uh, information. The film was written by <laughs> the film was written by Scott Beck and Brian Woods for Paramount, who submitted the script to John Krasinski to star. Krasinski's wife, Emily Blunt, 
also read the script and then wanted to co-star in the film. So in addition to starring in the film, Krasinski is also the film's director. So he's putting in a hell of a shift. Okay. okay. I mean, I, I kind of wonder, does he like get behind the kind with all the crew and then shout at an empty space at himself as to what to do? And then he goes and does it. I mean, how do you direct yourself? That, I mean, exactly what you said there. That's how Sylvester Stallone did Rocky. One, two, three, four, five, six, and Creed. Well, he didn't direct Creed. You know that. Yeah, just but he just it. did it anyway. <laughs> he just did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, he was used to it by then. Um, Brian, Brian Woods and Scott Beck's original screenplay only contained one line of dialogue. And I'm asking you, what do you think it was? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Was one of those uh, is one of those uh, phrases that are cut off halfway by somebody putting a hand over a mouth. <laughs> Dad, I need a shite. <laughs> Maybe that's the one. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> but Ollie, this this film does run the risk of having that thing in it that you hate, which we brought up um, when we mentioned what was the horror movie with the guy in the house who was blind. Um, Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Breath. Don't breath. Yeah. Don't breath. Yeah, you mentioned around the time when I mentioned I, I, I quite liked it that you hated the person stopping themselves breathe thing. Yeah, so they're they're the, they've got their hands over their mouth and they're and they're like forcibly make like as if they let their hands out of the way of their mouth, they're just going to go ah. <laughs> so this film's at high risk of that. Yeah, there is a there is a very high risk of this. You're in you're in the danger zone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm up for seeing this one as well. Okay, cool. Um, here's my top pick for this month. You ready? Okay. It's not born. Infinity War. It's born ready. So my top pick is I Kill Giants. Have you seen the what? trailer for this? No. You've not seen the trailer for it. You've not done the research. I have done the research, but I just. I saw the poster and I saw the font. Most uh-huh. importantly, oh, right. I gave it a I gave it a wide berth. Okay, and well, it also I'm... says from the producers of of Harry Potter. Yeah, um, I can't stand Harry Potter. I can't, I can't stand, stand Harry Potter really. Well, I liked some of the older ones. I just want to check this font. Um, Pure shite, mate. No, I'm up for this. I am still up for this. What? Even the font. Yep, so here's the synopsis. The official synopsis! Barbara Thorson struggles through life by escaping into a fantasy life of magic and monsters. I think it looks wicked, actually. I, I think it's got... Um, <laughs> Alright, are you from the 90s? I think it looks wicked! wicked. Hey, guys, it's rad! <laughs> hey, hang ten, guys. Let me tell you about this film. So, it looks to me like it, it's kind of got this, like, the heart that play, Ready Player One wishes it had that Spielberg wishes Ready Player One had okay I think it's um, you remember we talked about A Monster Calls yeah the one with uh, Sigourney Weaver and Liam Neeson and yeah. actually um, Toby Kebbell yeah he was annoying in that as well actually was he I <laughs> um, mean here's the thing about Toby Kebbell just really quickly he was so good in Dead Man's Shoes. Wow. Like, he was so good. Wow. So good. Wow. He was annoying in Kong Skull Island as well, though. But would you agree that he was he was absolute magic in, in Dead Man's Shoes? I've not seen it for so long. I'd need to rewatch. But that, that performance must have, you know... I mean, he was brilliant. But anyway, moving on. But what happened to him? Do you know at home? Oh, really? That's interesting. Well, I mean, he ended up in... <laughs> hurricane heist and monster calls and hurricane heist yeah um, so basically it's sort of fantastical but it's obviously within a child's imagination or okay. is it um, right but, but it's also sort of dealing with troubled childhood sort of stuff as well have you seen well that reminds me of a film called um, A Bridge to Terabithia and if you haven't seen that one listeners then get the hell on it it's bloody brilliant wow, wow, A Bridge wow. to Ibiza no, Terabithia. Yeah, I've just it written is. it down. I'll have a look. I I think you should definitely check out the trailer for this one, Ollie. Okay, check out I mean, the trailer. Can, do you want me to pause the the timer and I'll check it out right now? Do a, a and and do a and just confirm yes or no. Okay, yeah, sure. I won't listen to you watch it. Paused. I've paused. I'll, I'll just put the little and then I'll just give my initial response. So, Ian, have you finished it? Yeah. 
I have now formulated an opinion. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, yeah, really it does, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. It is a good trailer. I think it. Like, you, do you get what I was saying about uh, this film? Basically, has the sort of heart that Spielberg wishes Ready Player One did as a sort of well. Kids having story. not seen Ready Player One, I can't comment on that. Ian, I think that's a bit unfair. Well, I mean, we've both watched the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, no, I, I really like the look of it. Um, yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. And um, my absolute shiter for this month, or sorry, stinker for the... Death um, Wish. Yeah. Um, no. What? Death Wish is probably amazing. <laughs> no, he's... There is no way that it can be amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I've not even got it on my list. I just kind of forgot about it. Um Mine is the Guernsey Literary Potato Appeal Society. Oh, mate, can we not even talk about it? I, I mean, it, go on, talk about it. It was it was on uh, as a trailer when I went to see I, Tonya, I think, or something this month. But um, okay. Official synopsis. A writer forms an unexpected bond with the residents of Guernsey Island in the aftermath of World War II when she decides to write a book about their experiences during the war. And I like my note was actually fuck this twee shite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's so, watch rampage. It's so like quaint and affected and sentimental and crap, and it's just everything that I hate about everything. So Jesus. That's, that that film <laughs> dealt with. It's probably yeah, okay. probably by a really great British crew of people and. Like yeah, yeah, sure. Working really hard and whatnot, but, but like, but now you know, it's just been dealt the death blow by Ian Smith. My big butt. Um, yeah. Okay. But I'm sure. It, um, hopefully, it'll be a success. Okay. Um, okay. So there's some big ones we've not talked about: Infinity War and Rampage. I've got a, cu- a couple of other quick mentions before we maybe move to those. Is that all right? Okay, so the Titan. I mentioned this on a previous episode. Uh, a military family takes part in a groundbreaking experiment of genetic evolution and space exploration. So this is sort well, of. Well, they don't uh, want to be breaking the ground. They want to be going up to space. They go in the wrong direction. Move on. So Sam Worthington. <laughs> uh, Sam Worthington right? in a sort of like sub avatar between avatar films sort of scenario. Oh, we don't need. We don't. We don't need between Avatar films. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Enough, there should be enough avatars to have avatars between <laughs> avatars. Yeah, exactly. Um, but basically, I like films with space crews off on a mission. Uh, I like some of the crew that are in this, um, like the act- actors and actresses that are playing them. Um, my big butt is the science piece to it. So basically, I'm not sure what their approach is. But it seems like some sort of injections basically mean Sam Worthington's ca- character is prepared to go live on Titan by rapidly evolving himself into some sort of like totally different species. Alien or yeah, like instead of ha- like the human evolving into a better hardened human, his entire face just changes to be alien. So I'm interested to see how they do that. But I like the sort of setup. So I'm keen on that. I've got a review here that I found on IMDb. It gave, okay. it, gave it three out of ten. Shit. Um, and it says, great movie, bit short though. Uh, solid acting and really great visuals. I would have liked more dialogue and lasting longer than two minutes. What? <laughs> I think they watched the trailer. That's confusing. That yeah. just throws all IMDb scores up in the air. Because if everyone's been... Well, sorry, half the people have been thinking rate the movie and half are rating trailers. Where do you stand? Yeah. Between two avatars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Thoroughbreds is the last movie, I think, that Anton Yelchin was in before he died in that sort yeah. of strange car accident thing. Uh, it says here, official synopsis. <laughs> two upper-class teenage girls in suburban Connecticut rekindle their unlikely friendship after years of growing apart. Together they hatch a plan to solve both of their problems No. What? no matter what the cost. Okay. So I think it looks pretty cool. It's got this um, indie feel, I suppose. On the poster it says, Heathers meets American Psycho. So you can probably kind of see where it's heading. It has Olivia Cook, who I've seen in Bates Motel, and she's actually really good in that. And she's in um, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl as well. Bates Motel. Bates Motel. <laughs> uh, and it's also Bates got- Motel. 
Anna Taylor Joy talking about who uh, people who were in the Vivitch. Uh, she was okay. in that as well. She was like sort of the standout child in the family. Um, <laughs> not what the dad said, but what I thought when I watched it. Um, but it's a first time director but I just thought that the trailer looked like the cutting and the editing and all that stuff was pretty cool it looked like he knew what he was doing or the cinematographer did so that's that that's got my vote so should we move to the big ones then Um, would you not want to know if I've got any other mentions. other quick mentions yeah sure um <laughs> so yeah no well, i mean with this death this death wish which is the bruce willis eli roth uh remake thing which oh, i didn't um, realize it was eli roth yeah no uh, there's much there's, uh, less inclined to want to watch okay. it so there's ghost stories which was um oh yeah so that was the last screen and scene at the audience this is where you pay your fiver you don't know what you're seeing you go and watch it um, and the the Twitter response was pretty positive. So this one stars yep. actually Tim from The Office, Martin Freeman. Yeah. Um, a few other people. Paul Whitehouse. It looks like a bit of a a kind of anthology horror film. Okay. Quite what do you mean by anthology? Like lots of little segments, a little bit like Creep Show or something like that. I thought it was just one one no. story. Well, it is one story, but there's three. Oh, sorry, three cases. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 98 minutes long. I mean, it's eight minutes too long, for sure. We know that, but not bad attempt. I'm not liking how this is your new barometer of quality. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Go and watch, like, an episode of something on CBeebies. Okay, um, and there's also one more. It's straight to DVD. It's Accident Man. (laughs) I mean, you know, uh, it stars uh, Scott Adkins, who actually wrote it as well. Ugh. So, you know, I mean, Fine, enough said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Rampage. War? Rampage. We've talked about Rampage before. All right. Okay. All right. Fine. Do you want to know what it's called in a few different places, though? Okay. Sure. In Italy, it's called Rampage: Colon Animal Fury. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, and in Brazil, it's called Rampage Total Destruction. That's pretty good. Yeah, not for it. Why Why do you think it is that territories add these subtitles to, like, original uh, films? Um, because maybe there's already very famous films called Pop that Rampage, in... Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they just need it. I really want to know what this film is about. It's Furious Animals, yeah, let's go. Okay. What's the official synopsis of Rampage then? Oh, mate, it's, too, it's far too long. But it's based on a, a 1986 uh, video game by Midway um, in which basically just you play as either a big lizard, a werewolf or, a, or a, an ape and you smash up buildings. But in this one, it, it's still that, but you've got the rock and, you know, and he's friends with one of them. Okay. And it's going to be bloody brilliant because it's by the director of uh, San Andreas so you know that it's going to be quality all, all the Rock's films seem to have the same sort of posters now same like him looking font. at Summit yeah it's even Skyscraper kind of had the same sort of poster as Rampage <laughs> but less like weird jumping yes in Rampage yeah Okay, Okay, um, Infinity War. War. Official synopsis. (laughs) The Avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice all in an attempt to defeat the powerful Thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end to the universe. Now that's that's an awkward turn of phrase in that synopsis because it seems like it's been... Unlike Rampage where the synopsis is miles long, days long. Um, it's almost like for Rampage like it's accidentally ended up on IMDb this one seems like an official synopsis from Marvel right but it's interesting that they said must be willing to sacrifice all rather than must sacrifice all because there's obviously a bit of um, rumour and innuendo and speculation about whether or not some people or certain characters will die in this at the hands of I mean they've got to kill some of them off because some of them don't want to make the films anymore yeah, so Captain America, 
doesn't want to um, make them anymore. Tony uh, Stark. Shark. Iron Man. Stark, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to know how long <laughs> I'm, this I'm still film pretty is? cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know how long this film is? Uh, 17 hours. You're not far off. I mean, it's two hours Oof. and 36 minutes. Fucking hell. Mate, I can't. I don't even want to deal with that. Suffers from the same thing, I think, as like. Even even though probably some comic book fans are like, yeah, Thanos, and like I know who that guy is. Yeah, he means nothing to me. Like I've never heard of him. No, never heard of him, mate. So, so it's kind of the same thing as um, Justice League, where you've got all these characters that you know are going to live on pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at least so at least baddies. the Justice League had the common decency to only be about ninety minutes long. Yeah, I think they'd learned the lesson with Batman versus Superman, though. But thing is, people bloody love these films, and according to Marvel Studios, there are around sixty-four main characters in this film. The most ambitious crossover project of all time, as the meme says. Yeah, um, and as I pointed out, probably not as ambitious as getting James Hetfield from Metallica and Dave Mustaine of Megadeth on the same stage. I agree. Yeah, I fully endorse that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so will you go see it? I'm gonna go and see it, but I, you know what? I I don't think I'm gonna take the kids to see it because two hours, two hours thirty six minutes is just too long. It's just yeah. too long. Will you go on your own? I'll go on my own. No one else is gonna want to come and see it with me. No. Uh, but I've got one interesting fact, uh, and then we can leave it because I don't I don't think there's that. If you want to hear about Marvel Infinity Wars. 2018 then there's going to be a hundred podcasts out there that are going to talk about it for hours on end and they're going to you can probably hear their little semis pushing against their their tracky bottoms on the microphone just you know oh i wonder what's going to happen the iron man's going to die oh what if what if he doesn't what if it's all a ruse who cares they're going to make more of them and like some of the Marvel films are great, some of them are great, but these ones, these Infinity sixty four, ca- no, don't want them. Too many, too many characters. Too I want to watch the last one after. So like, once they started this war, and a couple of them die. I want to see the ones where they kick off new characters and stuff like that. Yeah, Bike Man. No, like they get the replacements for the dead characters. Oh, like new, new Robert mm-hmm. Robert Downey Juniors. Well, like the ideally, or as I say, ideally, like in the case of like uh, Robin, the suit is taken on by a different character. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like Batman is uh, ultimately taken on by another person besides Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So, like, I'm interested in the, who's going to do the next bit and how do they deal with that? Or, or is it still consistent or do they go back to the origin stories and rinse and repeat those again for another 20 years? Okay, I've got one. I've got one little fact for you, which I, th- <laughs> I think is quite amusing. I think you'll you'll find it amusing too. Ollie's uh, little fact. Yeah, uh, Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man, uh, yes. was not allowed to read the script to the film due to him revealing too many secrets for Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> I can imagine just on the set, he's like, "What am I? What am I saying? What am I supposed to do?" He's like, "Mate, I can't tell you. You just got to make it up." Or just feeding feeding his lines in an earpiece as as uh, as he's supposed to say them. I don't get it. Like, just sue the shit out of him. <laughs> but he's got to be Spider Man. Yeah, but like, so once he films it, there's still a huge amount of time between when it's filmed to when all the CG's done, and they like send it off to the cinema. So what stopped him just telling bits of the story in between times then? Yeah, maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it's another one of these things. TMZ nonsense things. Yeah. All right, okay. is there anything else um, yeah. this month that you want to no. cover? No, I want to. I want to chill out for the evening now. Yeah, you want to wrap this up. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, if you like the podcast, then you can hear more of them by going to facebook.com forward slash guys on film and then following the links to either SoundCloud if you're on Android or on iTunes. We've got our links there to that, and you can check out the whole back catalogue. The archive, the library, 
of um, no, the mausoleum. 77. I don't think mausoleum's correct. Up to 77 episodes. Or thereabouts. Might be 78 by the time this comes out. So check them out. Um, why, why not go and look at the monthly look-aheads for all the months in the past? Because if you're like me, you've missed films for months and months and months. Yeah. I, can, I need to keep a list, Ollie, of the films that I don't quite manage to see because so much stuff falls off my radar. Um, so people can do that. They can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at GOF Podcast. Can I ask you a really quick question? Really yeah. quick. Do you like Easter egg chocolate? Uh, I don't think that is a single thing. Like, it depends on the brand, it depends on. Okay, fine, leave it. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean like those shite ones? No, look, look, just, just. No, just, yeah, bye. I know. Bye. It ended when you said bye. Okay, but you didn't say bye. I need two byes. I need a. Bye. Know, confirmation bye. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs>